Today's reading is taken from John 15, starting at verse 1, reading through to verse 11. It's on page 1083 of the Church Bibles. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burnt. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is the word of the Lord. I, you'll be very pleased to hear that I've been uh, rummaging around the internet, as you do, for jokes about vines, and I couldn't find any. But I did find some very good jokes by Tim Vine. <laughs> See the connection there? Ben did, anyway. And, um, yeah, he won uh, the best joke at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Say that carefully. And uh, it was a very good joke. He said he decided to sell his vacuum cleaner. Well, it was just gathering dust. That, that was the winner. Can you believe it? I, I did find another couple of ones. This is quite a good one. I phoned the local gym and I asked if they could teach me how to do the splits. He said, well, how flexible are you? And he replied, well, I can make Tuesdays. <laughs> thought that was good anyway. I'll leave it there. Obviously, you're not in the mood. Right. So... I wonder how fruitful do you think your life is? How fruitful is your life? Is it very fruitful, do you think, or not very fruitful? And how much purpose and how much direction do you have? A lot or a little? To what extent are you sharing what you have with others in love? Our forgiveness and peace, and honesty, and kindness, and integrity, hallmarks of the life you live at work, at home, with your friends, or here when we're gathered as church. And how much more fruitful could you be? How much more fruitful could you be? And how connected do you think you are to Jesus? Is following him driving your thinking, your decisions, and actions every moment of every day? Are you growing and moving and journeying as a disciple of Jesus? 
Is your faith in Jesus full of energy and direction and development? And how much more connected to Jesus could you be if you were really honest? These two questions about how fruitful we are and how connected to Jesus we are are at the heart of this passage of scripture that the writer John put down on paper. And John looks to demonstrate that these questions, well, they're linked. And he does so by recording the words of Jesus concerning a very striking image of a vine and its branches. And through the image, the message of Jesus is clear. How fruitful we are in life depends on how connected we are to him. How fruitful we are depends on how connected we are to him. John records how Jesus wants to see each and every one of us living a fruitful, productive, purposeful life for God. And there is one simple way this can happen. And Jesus makes it quite plain. Remain in me and I will remain in you. It seems then that the point of being a disciple of Jesus isn't that we simply say we are, that we're a disciple in name only. The point of being a disciple of Jesus isn't simply saying and stating what we believe, although you wouldn't know that from looking at the church sometimes. The point of being a disciple isn't about coming to church every week or every few weeks or when we've got nothing better to do. It's so so, so much more than that. It's about being deeply connected to Jesus, like a branch on a vine. This amazing image helps us to think of each of us as a branch drawing life from Jesus, the source of all life. All that water and nutrients and the energy and strength from Jesus, all so that we can grow in order to produce fruit, fruit for God, wherever he sends us. We're going to watch a movie clip in a second or two, and it's from a movie called Here Comes the Boom. Now, in this clip, you'll see a teacher called Mr. Voss. Now, no one will fight for his students like Mr. Voss, even though initially no one believes in him at all. Mr. Voss discovers a courage and he discovers a determination that inspires his students, and he becomes a hero. And in this clip, Mr. Voss uses an energetic approach to his biology lesson, and the, the, the theme of the lesson is the restoration of cells. So let's watch this clip now.
So, what happens to a stagnant cell, Mr. Voss asks. Well, a cell that is not in motion is not a productive member of the system, he says. It ends up assuming that other cells are going to pick up the slack, but they don't. In fact, they imitate the stray cell until basically the whole organism begins to die. But there's good news, he says. Where there's decay, it can be restored. It can be healed and restored. This illustration can help us to understand, I think, the message of Jesus about the vine and the branches. If we don't remain in Jesus, if we don't stay deeply connected to him, like a branch with no growth or a motionless cell, then we're going to be unproductive. And the warning of Jesus in verse 6 is stark. If anyone doesn't remain in me, he's like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burnt. A lack of growth on a branch needs dealing with because it affects the whole vine, the whole body of Christ, the life, the work, the ministry and mission of the fellowship of the church in these four walls and way beyond. In the same way, a cell that is not in motion affects the whole organism. A cell that is not in motion ends up assuming that the other cells are going to pick up the slack, but they don't. They imitate the motionless cell until basically the whole organism begins to die. I don't know about you, but that's the last thing I want for this organism, the living, breathing body of Christ. Each of us needs to stay deeply connected to Jesus. And corporately, as a church fellowship, we need to stay deeply connected to Jesus, the source of all life. Otherwise, we'll not grow or we'll remain motionless and unproductive for God.
And this, you know, it won't just simply affect us as individuals. We're not the only ones who will begin to die spiritually. Our lack of connectedness to Jesus, our lack of growth, our lack of motion will drain further life from the vine or organism. Others will imitate our lack of connectedness, our lack of growth, and will wither. I don't want that, do you? So let's make it our aim then to depend on and remain in Jesus so that all his life becomes the life that we live and rely on every moment of every day so that all that is decaying can be restored so that we never get to the point of death. Jesus' longing is to see each of us remain in him so that the Father is glorified, so that we bear much fruit and that we show that we are his disciples. And that's recorded in verses 7 and 8. In an interview some years ago, Dame Ellen MacArthur, the famous sailor, was asked what the most crucial thing she thought was to her round-the-world sailing trip. And now, you might imagine that she'd reply, well, uh, the best navigation system possible or the most uh, amazing yacht. That's what um, you know, kept me going. But instead, instead, she said something quite striking, that the most important thing to her was staying connected with the people that mattered to her via satellite radio, the people who could provide the encouragement to keep going on that epic adventure. For each one of us, staying connected to the one who can sustain us on our adventure as a disciple and keep our faith strong is essential. Let's be clear, remaining in Jesus is everything. So how do we remain in Jesus then? How do branches remain on the vine so that they, in the end, bear fruit? How do we live each and every day so that whatever we face, whether that's illness or family trouble or demanding work priorities, good times and bad. We have the strength from being a healthy branch on the strongest vine. Well, Jesus tells us that the key is to stay connected. Remain in me, he says. And John highlights five things, five clues to show us what helps us to stay connected. And we're going to look at each of these briefly now. Firstly then, to stay connected, we need to remain in the love of Jesus. In verse 9 and 10 it says this, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you'll remain in my love. Just as I've obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. Well, let's think about it like a mobile phone signal, if you like. At times, we can go into remote parts of the country or at times we don't go into remote parts of the country but we go we go somewhere and inexplicably the signal goes you know it might be built up or I don't know what happens only technical people would know that and put it better than me but for some reason we lose touch with the network and we be, go beyond its reach for some reason and for those who went to Lee Abbey a couple of years ago, you'll remember what it was like if you needed to get your messages or you needed to phone home or something. You needed to climb the hill. I remember seeing a reg regular band of people climbing the hill and thinking, oh yes, they, they need phone signal. Well, think about this then, that 
with phone signal, you need to stay in the reach of that network. Well, what Jesus is stay, saying is, stay within the boundaries of my love. Don't do anything that goes beyond those boundaries. Don't live uh, your life without reference to my love. Don't stray too far from me so that you can always stay connected to my love. And this involves celebrating the difference his love makes to us depending on the strength and the support of his love. And it also means that we share his love, the love given by the Father through Jesus. And so we stay in this love by loving others as Jesus loves us, doing nothing to grieve his love for us, doing things that he delights in, showing mercy, compassion, grace and forgiveness. Secondly, then, to stay connected, we need to be ready to take on board the words of Jesus. When we've got a strong signal on our phones, then we're ready to receive calls and we're ready to hear from our friends and our family. We're ready to get those social media notifications that are just so welcome, aren't they? They're never annoying. Jesus says in verse 7, if my words remain in you, be encouraged to hear my words, says Jesus, to think about my words, to talk about my words, to receive my words, like you would receive a call. You'd press accept, you'd listen, and then you'd respond. We're to put ourselves continually within the reach of the words of Jesus so that they can feed and fuel all that we are and all that we do. Be continually ready to receive and pass on the words of Jesus. The third encouragement to help us stay connected and to remain in Jesus is to trust him at all times, in all things. And in those things that we're experiencing, to talk to him constantly, continually, telling him about the things that matter to us and are on our hearts. In verse 7, again, Jesus says this, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. So tell me about those things that you're longing for, and I will respond, says Jesus. It might not be in the way that you'd expect, but I will respond. We have the encouragement that we'll always have the things we need to live a life for Jesus. Even in the most difficult times of life, we have that promise of his love and his strength to hold us and to keep us connected to him. And here, if ever there was an encouragement, is an encouragement to build prayer into each and every day so that we're able to talk to Jesus and tell him what's going on for us and to listen to him so that we can receive from him in return. So if that was the third encouragement for staying connected to Jesus, then the fourth is this, to stay in relationship with him, to keep close. Verse 4, if you look at verse 4, is talking about us being united with Jesus, literally joined up, plugged in, if you like, like a phone plugged into a computer. You know, it's receiving information and it's passing on information the other way. What Jesus is saying here is, plug into me and I will plug into you. And this way, we'll always be able to be connected to one another and we'll remain in this relationship together. 
Of course, let's not forget that this connection, this relationship with Jesus, was set up and sparked by the wonderful grace of God. It is because of God's grace given in Jesus that we have this relationship with him, that we can even be called a branch on the vine. And it's because of that that we have that bright and secure future in him. One that promises that where there is decay, there will always be life and restoration. And so the fifth and final encouragement to keep us connected to Jesus is this, following his commands, doing what he instructs us to do. In verse 10, he says this, if you obey my commands, you'll remain in my love. Choosing to do things the way of Jesus will help keep us in step with him. Years ago, I used to have one of those, uh, you used to call them a PDA, didn't, didn't you? Sort of a, it was a digital diary, basically. I had one of those lovely flip lid um, leather covers. You know, I felt it was really brilliant. And then I had one of those little um, stencils, was it, or pen, and you used to touch the screen, and it was all very brilliant. Well, not so much now, but uh, anyway. But back then, I had to go to meetings, or I'd do my work, and then, or I'd do stuff on the computer and put things in my diary. And at the end of the day, I'd have to put it in a dock next to the computer, and then it would synchronize most of the time. And that's what would happen. And so information that was on the diary would go on the computer, and information on the computer would go on the diary. Well, that was the theory anyway. But of course, it all happens automatically 100% of the time now, doesn't it? Not really. But this is what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about being in sync with him, synchronized, so that we receive from him all that he wants us to have, and that we're able to communicate with him the other way. We're able to uh, tell him what we need from him in order to live that life that he longs for us to live. And so, how do we remain in Jesus and stay deeply connected to him? Well, it's in these five ways. By remaining in the love of Jesus, listening to his words, trusting him, staying plugged into him, and being in sync with him by following his commands. It's crucial, all of this. If we want to be a church fellowship made up of growing, moving, productive, fruitful disciples who are full of purpose for God and who are willing to acknowledge where decay exists so that through the life and love of Jesus, that can be restored. The alternative is not an attractive one. If we don't stay connected to Jesus, then we will wither. Let's not let this happen. But it has to be something we all commit to do. There is no place for dead wood on the true vine. Jesus' words are perfectly clear. And so let's embrace our relationship with Jesus. To remain in him. So that we draw all that we need. Our life and health and vibrancy and food and strength and encouragement from him. In order that we can glorify the Father and produce much fruit and show ourselves to be the disciples of Jesus Christ, the true vine. Amen.